morning is from 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 13. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour, When Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstance to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Thank you very much, Bree, for reading up for us. Uh, I should say Happy New Year. It's good to be back uh, from holidays. Good to be with you. I hope 2023 has started off well for you. Uh, I wonder, at this, this time of year, I kind of always feel like There's a bit of optimism in the air, people are uh, looking forward to the new year, maybe it's a chance to start afresh, perhaps um, some of those New Year's resolutions uh, still haven't been broken yet, you know, it's only a few weeks in, we're still going strong. Uh, I wonder, uh, are you feeling optimistic about this year ahead? Are you feeling optimistic about this year ahead? Uh, Now, there could be lots of factors that play into how you answer that question, of course, of course our circumstances, uh, perhaps some of us have some things that we're really looking forward to this year, uh, but on the other hand, you know, there, there could also be things that you're quite worried about this year, things that you're quite sad about or nervous about uh, that you know you've got coming up. So that would impact whether or not you're feeling optimistic or pessimistic as we get into another year. Uh, and of course, whether we're feeling optimistic about the year ahead can also depend on our personalities. Uh, some of us might be more naturally optimists and some of us uh, perhaps are more naturally pessimists. Uh, I was actually, I, I was sketching out the plan for this sermon back before Christmas, before I was on holidays, and I um, heard a joke about the parents who had an optimistic child and a pessimistic child. Uh, I think it goes that they had a son who was always very pessimistic and a daughter who was always very optimistic. Uh, so on Christmas time, Christmas came and they, they decided they'd do a little bit of an experiment. Uh, so for the pessimist son, uh, they got a whole pile of wonderful presents, beautiful presents stacked up around the Christmas tree, uh, all wrapped nicely. Uh, But for the optimistic daughter, they went down to the local uh, horse farm and ordered a truckload of horse manure and just brought it along and just dumped it on the driveway uh, for their optimistic daughter. Stinky, warm, in the sun, uh, gross. And anyway, they left it until Christmas morning to see what was going to happen. 
Uh, they went into their lounge room on Christmas morning and they fight, first they come to their pessimistic son. Uh, he's got all the presents under the tree. He's opened them all. Uh, they all look wonderful, but he's there sobbing. He's crying. He's, he, he, he looks devastated. And they ask the pessimistic son, what's wrong? And he says, well, so many wonderful presents. I'm just never going to have time to play with them all. Uh, and then, okay, the parents are thinking, okay, well, that's not healthy. Uh, but then they, okay, then they suddenly get interrupted by shouts of joy coming from outside. And they go outside to find their optimistic daughter kind of singing Christmas carols, happily shoveling horse poo. And they, they ask their daughter what's going on. And the daughter says, ah, there's so much horse poo. There must be a pony around here somewhere. Are you more of an optimist or are you more of a pessimist? Are you feeling optimistic or ho- hopeful when you think about the year to come? Or are perhaps you feeling more pessimistic, uh, not sure what you have to look forward to? Uh, well, this summer at church, we're doing a series that we've called Summer of Hope. We're thinking about the reasons that the Bible gives us that we can have hope for the future, the reasons that the Bible gives us to be optimistic about what's in store for us. And today we're going to see that the Bible gives us reason to feel hopeful, not just for 2023, not just for the year to come, but reason to feel hopeful about your forever future, reason to have hope for eternity. We're going to be looking at those words that Breeze read out for us. They're words of the Apostle Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends and followers. Today, Peter is going to be our teacher. And Peter wants to give us reason to be optimistic about what's to come. He wants us to look forward with hope. Because in Jesus, he says, we have eternity to look forward to, life forever. And so we're going to have a look together at what Peter has to say to us this morning. Uh, Before we dive in, let me just give you an outline of where we're going to go. I think basically these are the four things that Peter does. uh, And so I'm going to follow through with these four things. First of all, he tells us about eternal hope. Um, then he sort of does a bit of a you know, the compliment sandwich thing, so he tells us something positive and then he switches to something a bit more negative, so uh, he tells us about eternal hope, but then he switches to tell us about uh, how life can be hard. But then number three again, he comes back to the positive and he reminds us that there's good reason for hope uh, and then he finishes off with a, a takeaway, an encouragement, he says, to set our hope. Uh, so they're, they're the four things, we're going to go through those uh, in order, we're going to step through uh, what Peter has to say. He wants us to be optimistic, uh, to look forward to hope. Uh, with hope about what's to come. So um, starting at verse 3, Peter starts off with these words. Uh, He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is that hope that Peter wants us to have, this living hope. And it comes from belonging to Jesus. Jesus uh, Jesus Jesus describes following him as being born again. It's like we're having a whole new life. It's like, uh, it's like we've been born again into this uh, living hope. And it comes back to Jesus' resurrection. It's through the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ from the dead. If we belong to Jesus, we can look forward to life after death as well, just, just like uh, Jesus rose from the dead. We can also look forward to that eternal life, life forever. And Peter describes this all as something very much to look forward to. He describes it uh, like an inheritance, Uh, So verse 4, we're born into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. time. Uh, The the picture is of 
wonderful things waiting for us in heaven. You, you might not have all that much to look forward to in 2023. Maybe, maybe you have some things to look forward to, maybe you don't. But if we trust in Jesus, all of us have this inheritance waiting for us in heaven, an inheritance that we can look forward to. And it's not uncertain, it's not in danger, it's being protected, shielded, uh, it says, by God's power. And it can't perish or spoil or fade, just like uh, Stephen shared with us, with us in the kids' talk. Because uh, the thing, you know, like it was Stephen's T-shirt, wasn't it? The things about uh, the things that we might be looking forward to for this year, the things we might be looking forward to in 2023, is they may well be great things, but uh, always there are going to be things that are temporary, aren't they? Those things that we're looking forward to for this year ahead. Um, for our holidays that we've just been on, we had 10 days in Darwin. Uh, on the plane up to Darwin a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I put on a movie, I put on The Hobbit. Uh, actually, I've got, a, I've got the picture here. Uh, lots of us will probably know this uh, famous part of The Hobbit story. Uh, it's Bilbo the Hobbit and then Gollum, uh, the little, I don't know what Gollum is, the little creature thing uh, under the mountain. And they have this contest uh, telling each other riddles. Uh, it's very famous. Gollum asked this famous riddle, uh, I wonder if you, you, you've heard this one before, if you can figure it out. This is the riddle. Uh, Gollum's riddle is this. Uh, what is the thing that all things devours? Birds, beasts, trees and flowers. It gnaws iron, it bites steel, it grinds hard stones to meal. It slays kings, it ruins towns and it beats high mountains down. Do you remember the answer? Time. Time. That's it. You've nailed it. Um, time. Time is a... <laughs> Time is, a, time is a funny thing. Whether, whatever good or hard things we go through, uh, you know, we, we can look forward to them, but eventually time comes along and devours them all. You look forward to a holiday, you go on a holiday, and then when you're on a holiday, you feel like it's going for a really long time, but um, time ticks away relentlessly, tick, 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 and then the holiday comes to an end, and, and very quickly it becomes a memory. Uh, I mean, I was only on holidays a week ago, and, and now I'm you know, back at work, and it feels like the holidays had gone by. Uh, just like that. And so we make nice memories, but time keeps ticking and the memories fade and the whole thing uh, becomes a little bit of a blur. This is what life is like. You get a new car, it's all shiny and nice, and slowly uh, but surely the shine wears off. Time passes, the car becomes old. Uh, bigger, bigger things too. I, I think everyone, at least uh, everyone who's over the age of about 30, would know the experience of looking back and saying, wow, you know, that, that whole decade just went like that. It feels like it happened in about an hour. Um, we, have, we have two daughters, our eldest daughter's about to start kindy, and I just think, oh, wasn't it only like three weeks ago that she was born? Like, um, you know, she, she, she's still a baby, isn't she? But, you know, that time's just, time just ticks, ticks, ticks. It just, things just pass by so quickly. I'm sure those who are a bit older can say, yeah, that's right. And then, you know, they go to kindy, and then they go to school, and then they're a teenager, and then they're an adult, and it all feels like it uh, goes by pretty quickly, all over before you know it. Um, time is relentless. Things come, things go, we go through the hard things, we enjoy the good things. Uh, and it's good to enjoy the good things and be thankful for them, enjoy the good times where they're there, make the most of every day, we might say. Uh, but all the good things eventually perish, the memories fade, life goes by so fast. Uh, but the hope that we have if we trust in Jesus, well, this is a hope of an inheritance that will not perish, spoil or fade. Because this hope is different, this is a hope we're looking forward to a life that will last forever. Where time is not running out. Because this is life after death. This is eternal life. This is Jesus' wonderful eternal kingdom. You can see why Peter would want us to look forward to this with optimism, can't you? 
I think that's right, people, Peter wants us to look forward with optimism, uh, even though if we get to our second point, he's very aware uh, of life's challenges. Uh, Peter's words that we're uh, looking at today are, are part of a letter. He wrote this letter in about uh, the year 64, um, AD 64, in the early days of the church. Uh, and he wrote this letter to Christians who were going through some tough challenges. They were starting to be mistreated, insulted, uh, and they'd started losing their jobs, uh, being kicked out of normal society, that sort of thing, because of their faith. Um, so Peter, Peter knew that he was writing to people who were going through challenges, and he'd been through his fair share of tough things um, himself. But Peter was able to say, even though life is hard now, we still have this thing, we still have this reason to be optimistic. Have a, have a look at what he says from uh, verse 6 onwards. He says, uh, in all this you greatly rejoice, that this is that thing that we're looking forward to, this internal inheritance, uh, the thing we can look forward to forever. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so over the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Um, I'm aware as we uh, read these words, as we talk about how we're feeling to start off another year, some of us will be feeling that life isn't going so well at the moment. Uh, You might be feeling like you're in the middle of a time of trial because of something you're going through, um, as Peter describes it here, griefs in all kinds of trials. Uh, You might be suffering that grief that Peter talks about. And so the idea of feeling optimistic about life might be, well, that... I feel so far away from that right now. And no doubt all of us will go through periods of life where we find it hard to be uh, looking forward with optimism. And I think Peter's encouragement to us is that, yeah, there are times when life is tough. Yeah, there are times when we feel down, where we feel grief, where we don't feel optimistic about what's in front of us. And those things may not be easy and there may not be easy answers to those hard things that we're in the middle of. But you can still feel those hard things in life and you can still be going through those hard things in life while deep down still finding a joy and still rejoicing in the inheritance that you know is waiting for you. You can still be in the middle of those hard things in life while at the same time deep down still be rejoicing in the inheritance that you know is waiting for you. In all this you greatly rejoice, he says, even though you're going through some hard trials just at the minute. And as Peter says, well, how long are those hard things going to last? Well, he, he says there, you know, now for a, a little while. Now for a little while you might be going through trials. Now that's not to say that hard things are always over quickly. Uh, that's not to trivialise hard things. Uh, that we know that Peter was writing to um, people who probably had, had hard lives. Probably their, their hard times probably went for their whole lives. Uh, but what we said about time is also... You know, it's true for the good things, but it's also true for the bad things. Um, because those good things in life pass very quickly and time relentlessly marches on. But, you know, the, the good holiday feels like it's taking a long time when you're in the middle of it. Uh, but once you're at the other side, it feels like it's over so quickly. Uh, but it can be the same with hard things. You know, they feel like they're lasting forever at the time. Uh, at the time, But the time will come when you come out the other side of that hard thing. And it feels like that hardship that you've gone through. Actually, you know, it, it, it was for a little while. Eventually, even the hard memories uh, start to fade. Now, we may not get to that point in this lifetime. Uh, As I said, Peter's readers, probably, they went through this hard persecution for their whole lives. But remember, Peter's reason for optimism is not that, well, we should be optimistic because, you know, life's going to get better this year. No, Peter's reason for optimism is 
We should be optimistic because of the life to come, the life that's going to last forever, where your hardships will then finally actually feel like they've only lasted the blink of an eye. Uh, Verses 8 and 9, these are Peter's words of encouragement uh, for those who are struggling through hard times but continuing to trust in Jesus. This is what Peter says. Uh, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Our life might be hard at the moment, but there is reason to hope reason to be optimistic. As you trust in Jesus, you are receiving salvation. You're looking forward to eternal life, to that unfading inheritance. Well, where does all this leave us? Life sometimes can be hard. That can make us feel like we've not got much uh, to look forward to. And life goes by fast. That can be overwhelming, make us feel like, as well, we don't have much to look forward to because it's all going by so quickly. But Peter says we can have hope because in Jesus, we're looking forward to eternity. We're looking forward to the life that will last forever. The life beyond this life. The life where things will be put right. We can hope in eternity. Now, one of the things that uh, some of us might be thinking in hearing this is, you know, you might be thinking this sounds really nice. uh, I hope even if you were here and you're not a Christian, if you're just visiting, uh, you would at least go that far. You would say, um, you know, okay, I, I hear this and I... It sound, I agree that at least it sounds good, you know, that we at least, I'd at least like this to be true. And, you know, if this, if, if this was true, of course I'd get on board with following Jesus and join in with his eternal kingdom. I mean, life forever. Hard things being done away with. I mean, it sounds amazing to have that sort of hope. But at the same time, some of us might be wondering, well, but is that really just a pipe dream? I mean, is this just a happy thought to get people through? Or is, is it a reason for real hope? Eternity. Well, this is where Peter goes next. Peter wants us to remind us that this is real. This is true. This can be trusted. Uh, Let me read out uh, again what he writes for us in uh, verses 10 to 12. It's a bit complicated, but uh, I think we'll be able to pick pick, pick up the gist. Uh, This is what Peter says. He says, concerning this salvation, the prophets, uh, Peter's referring back to the Old Testament uh, part of the Bible, the prophets, they were the ones who spoke God's word before Jesus came back in the, uh, yeah, back in the Old Testament times. Uh, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you when they spoke of the things that had now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Now, there's a lot going on in that little section. It's pretty wordy. But what Peter is saying here is he's reminding us of the prophets. And he's saying those prophets, they've been speaking about Jesus. They they spoke about what Jesus would do. Even before Jesus came, they spoke about Jesus. And they tried to figure out all the details and all the times, but the, the details weren't for them to figure out. Because actually they weren't writing for themselves, they were writing for us. They were writing to tell us before it even happened what God was going to do through Jesus. Now that is remarkable because it shows that Jesus wasn't just some raging lunatic who came out of nowhere. He wasn't just some teacher who came up with these new ideas that had never been thought thought of before about love and things like that. 
No, Jesus was the one who God had always planned to send. He was the one who'd been predicted, the one who'd been foreshadowed, the one who'd been spoken about again and again and again and again for thousands of years before he finally came. Now, um, this is one of the reasons at Trinity Church Brighton we always make sure we prioritise teaching from the Old Testament. Uh, I don't mean to say that we teach only from the Old Testament or even that the majority of our year is spent on the Old Testament or anything like that, but uh, it is a priority to spend time in the Old Testament. We don't just want to stick to um, the stories of what Jesus did. We, we're going to spend a whole um, chunk of time in the book of Exodus this year, which I think is going to be uh, great fun. Uh, we, we want to hear from the Old Testament, and one of the reasons we want to hear from the Old Testament is that it's just remarkable to read the Old Testament and see that what God eventually did through Jesus was always going to be part of the plan. Uh, we did Genesis last year. Uh, the number one thing I took away from Genesis was how clear it is that God knew what he was doing all the way along. He knew what he was doing right from the start. It's, it's all there in Genesis. The world's problems, the reasons we can trust God, God's plan for salvation, his promises to bring life. And so what Peter is reminding us is that we can go and we can read the Old Testament, we can read the prophets, books that were written a long time before Jesus came, and we can see how remarkably and perfectly they describe the world, how perfectly they set things up for Jesus. And so when we then do read about Jesus and read about what Jesus did, well, it just fits it just seems impossible that this could be some kind of fraud or that we got Jesus wrong. Jesus' death and resurrection is just everything that the Bible's been pointing to. And to me, the only conclusion is that this is true. It's all there. And that would mean that Jesus is who he said he is and that the hope he offers is a real hope, that he really is alive and the eternal life he offers to us really is something we can bank on, hope in. Now, there's lots of other things we can talk about on this topic as well. Peter talks in other places about how he himself saw Jesus and knew Jesus, and he talks about how he was an eyewitness to uh, the miracles that Jesus did. He talks about how he, he himself, with his own ears, heard God's voice from heaven uh, testifying to who Jesus is. Um, we could go to all those sorts of places too, but I'm not, you know, I'm not here trying to give you a comprehensive argument as to why the Bible can be trusted. And I, I get that if you're someone who's not sure about the claims of Jesus, it can be a lot. Uh, and it's, it's probably going to take a bit more than just a few minutes for me to convince you uh, that this all could be true. But what I would say is this. Doesn't eternal hope at least seem like something you'd want to be true? Life forever? And doesn't it at least sound like something that actually maybe could be true? I mean, there is evidence here. There's, there's eyewitness accounts, there's predictions that were written before it even happens. You know, this isn't just a fairy tale. These are historical records with lots of evidence to support their authenticity. And so if there might be something here, if eternity is what's at stake, then maybe 2023 is the year to really consider the claims of Jesus for yourself. And I reckon Trinity Church Brighton is a great place to be doing that, to be asking those questions. I would love to help you with that. We've got ideas about uh, things we're hoping to run this year that might help you ask some of those questions. Uh, why not dig into the claims of Jesus for yourself this year? Uh, Peter says there is eternal hope, an inheritance we can look forward to, even when we're in the middle of hard things. And Peter gives us good reasons why we can trust in this eternal hope. And then lastly, he finishes with our final point. Our takeaway, a final encouragement to set our hope. Uh, so from verse 13, the last verse that we had read out, uh, Peter said this, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fairly, uh, fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Set your hope. 
set your hope. We've seen that whether life is going well, whether life is going poorly, the place to set our hope is not on what we might achieve in 2023. The place to set our hope is on what we can look forward to in eternity. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus is revealed. What does it mean to set your hope on eternity? What difference does it make to set your hope on eternity? Well, does setting my hope in the life to come mean that I can't enjoy things in this life? Does that mean I, you know, I can't enjoy and have hopes that you are know, more temporary and things coming up this year? Well, no, I don't, I don't think so. I talked about um, holidays a bit today. I've used that as an example. I think that's a good example. Um, we had a great time on holidays last week and you know, hopefully we'll book another holiday in soon and uh, I can look forward to another holiday coming up. But uh, what should it look like if I'm setting my hope on eternity? Well, I think I can still look forward to a holiday, right? But my holidays are not what my hope is set on. It's not my holiday that is the thing that's getting me through. That's the basis of my hope. That's not the reason I'm optimistic about my future and living for my holidays. And I, you know, I could even have a list of places that I'd like to maybe go on holidays one day. You know, maybe I'd like to go here and travel here and here. But it's not as if I have a sort of a bucket list kind of thing, as if my hope in life is manage, managing to get to these all these different places. It's not as if that's the thing that's getting me through. You know, if I can get around to all these different places, then that's what the good life will look like. That's what my hope in life is, to travel to those places. No, 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 no. My hope is set on eternity. And actually setting my hope on eternity, that kind of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Because then I can go and enjoy the holiday and I you know, might go on lots of holidays and some of them might be pretty fun, some of them might be not quite so good. Uh, but you know, if the holiday isn't quite so good, well... And I, maybe, maybe I don't get to all those places that I wanted to go to. Um, or maybe I enjoy the holiday, but then it feels like it's over before, I even, uh, before, before it even began. Well, all of that is fine because, well, holidays are not where my hope is set. Holidays aren't the thing that are getting me through the rest of the year because holidays are not where my hope is. My hope is in eternity. Where's my hope set? Eternity. It's eternity that's getting me through. It's eternity that I remember when life is hard. It's eternity that I remember when life is good and yet it's going through by so quickly. If life is going well, well, we have good things, we're thankful to God for them, but we're remembering that it's eternity where our lasting, unfading inheritance is. And so that's what we're looking to, that's what we're hoping in. When life is harder, well, of course, we're trying to get help, we're seeking out support, we're praying that God would heal us or help us or strengthen us or whatever it is, but there's a difference between doing that and having our hopes set on those circumstances improving. Because our real hope is set on the thing that's certain and safe and secure, eternity and the life to come. I think in both of those cases, it takes the pressure off. And it also frees me to make sacrifices. I won't be so afraid to go through that hard situation. It's not such a big deal for me to give up time or money for the sake of eternity. Maybe even go on less holidays because, you know, they're not the things that I need. They're not the things that are getting me through. The thing I need, the thing I'm hoping for, is what's waiting for me in eternity. That's where our hope is. And we have hope for eternity because of Jesus, because he rose again. I think that's what Peter has showed us today as he hopes to remind us about the reasons we have to be optimistic about what's to come. And it's not because you, you know, you're hoping that 2023 is going to be your year, although I hope 2023 is a great year for you. It's because in Jesus we're looking forward to a great eternity. So let's pray that that would be where we set our hope as we get into another year. That would hope beyond this year would hope in the life to come.
Let's pray. Uh, Father, Father, we're thankful this morning for your word. Uh, we're thankful for Peter and for these words that he wrote, uh, for his encouragement to us to look to the life to come and the hope that that brings. We're thankful for Jesus who died and rose again and the uh, eternal life that comes in trusting in him. Now, I'm sure in a room this size, um, plenty of us are feeling maybe optimistic about the year ahead. Others are feeling dread or pessimism. Uh, lots of us would be feeling something in between. Uh, help us all to set our hope on the eternal inheritance, the thing that's going to last. Help that be the thing that we hope in, the thing that gets us tr- through. And fill us with hope and confidence in that life to come, knowing that in Jesus we're forgiven and included in his kingdom. Give us assurance and help us to look forward to that certain inheritance. And we pray in Jesus' name this morning. Amen.